Okay, so this is Unmatch Me Now podcast, and we are in New York, actually in Brooklyn, and I'm here with Martin. And uh, yeah, so Martin, what, what can you tell about yourself a little bit? Introduce yourself. I am a, I'm a teacher in New York City in Manhattan, and I'm on apps a lot, and I'm into biking and old shit and photography and cars, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the most... All right. That covers it. Are you actually, like, originally from New York? I was born here. Okay. And then when I was two, my dad was a taxi driver. He didn't mm-hmm. speak any English. You're probably learning... You probably don't know this about me. No, actually. I don't. No. <laughs> this is like a real conversation. Okay. <laughs> so when I was... My, my dad came here uh, when he was, like, 28 or so, and he married my mom. Um... They're both from nearby towns in Poland. They were even supposed to go out on dates in Poland, but they never actually did it. They had friends in common. Oh, they wow. met here on accident Damn. and got married. That's crazy. My dad didn't speak any English, and he was a taxi driver back in like the late 70s when New York City was really going through some problems. It was a real shithole. Mm. If Trump was a president somewhere else, he would have called the New York of 1978 a shithole. <laughs> um, so he was a cab driver. And he picked up these two kids, like teens, and uh, <clears throat> they, he took them to Alphabet City. They jumped out and they ran away. My dad got out of the car and chased them for a $2 fare down an alley. And then they stopped running and their friends came out and they fucked him up. And one of them literally stabbed him in the back with a knife. What? So he nearly died for $2. After that happened, my dad joined the military, still not speaking any English. What? And then I grew up traveling Crazy. because of that. So I was born here, and then I was gone for like 20 years, and I came back here 15 years ago. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that was in, like you grew up in Brooklyn? or No. Well, I mean, I, I left Brooklyn when I was like two. Okay. And, and then, then, when and then I went to like a bunch of different states, like Texas, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, oh, whatever. And then I went to Germany for seven years, and then oh, I came wow. back, and then I went to Australia for a year, and then I came back, and then I moved to New York. Nice. That's a cool story. <laughs> um, all right. And so what's your, what would say your primary app for you? Is it Tinder? Or? Mm, I don't know. They kind of cycle. Like sometimes, it's so, so the only three I'm really on now, although I've had others and more in the past. I'm really just, I'm really, honestly, I'm just kind of fed up with the whole shit, but I do, I often actually uninstall them and will just like not have them at all on my phone for yeah. like months yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And then I'll reinstall it. And then, so the ones that I'm using the most are probably OkCupid and, and Bumble, I think. Yeah. I think Bumble is like really picking up a little bit with time. Yeah. But um, it seems like it's also attracting like a different kind of crowd. For some reason. Like, what do you think? I don't know. Like, in, in Berlin, it seems like it's like it's known for more quality, you know? Like oh. More quality people, whatever that means. Hmm. So, well, I would say there's definitely, I think, in my opinion, there's definitely a lot more attractive girls on Bumble. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of irrelevant because they have to, like, contact you. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of so doesn't matter, which also exactly raises the, the question, yeah. which yeah. raises two questions. Number one, it means that 
I mean, people like to feel good about saying that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, if you ask the people who are responsible for the Bumble algorithm or any dating app algorithm, there's definitely levels of desirability that are yeah. objectively and universally applied to everybody. For sure, yeah. So, yeah. fuck that. Some people are hotter than other people. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely, I think, there's definitely... And I don't know how many of them are actually real. That's the other thing. Yeah, I, yeah like, exactly. I, I think I think a lot of them are just like. I mean, I'm not saying they're not real people. I'm I'm thinking that some of the hottest girls that I've seen on Bumble are actually not really truly available to date. Yeah, they're, they're just, just getting there. compensated for having a profile on their fucking website. I think so too, and yeah. I think a lot of them also. I mean, I know that for a fact that on Tinder, for example, a lot of girls just use that to get more Instagram followers. Um, yeah. So okay. So. So I would say Bumble is not the shit show that Tinder is sometimes, you know. I think Tinder is just like, could be really trashy. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I think few, like Tinder used to be looking to fuck. Like that's what, it, when it yeah. first came out, that's yeah. what it was. Almost exclusively. But then like there was and less people. now there's right? like all kinds of shit. It's actually, you've informed me just now that it's kind of devolved into a way to get Instagram followers, like yeah. fuck that. Like those, once yeah. that's found out, if it's possible, those people should just be eliminated from from it altogether. I think they're trying, but it's like it's hard. It's, it's got to be hard. Yeah. Of course, it's got to be hard. I mean, I know that for example, if you so there's a lot of like bots, you know that. Does yeah. Things. So I know that for example, if you as a person will swipe right all the time, yes, they will just like cut you off for for a few days. Uh, that doesn't happen here because I do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, if you if you do it like really re- religiously, yes. like if you like have Tinder Plus and you can do it unlimited, yeah, and then you will just like do it. I don't know for like a thousand. people. Well, I'm definitely not paying for. I guess I understand your point. I'm definitely not fucking paying for any of this. Yeah, yeah. So. like that's ridiculous. Anyhow, so okay, so let's let's dive into uh, your experience. So, by far, what was the worst or the weirdest experience you had? I've definitely had a lot of weird experiences. I wouldn't say there's that many bad ones. Mm-hmm. I've learned some lessons over okay. the years. Yeah, and I definitely have some rules about do you wanna, do you who I'm. Share a I would love to share. <laughs> I will share some lessons, and then I will share the most recent unusual story. Okay. Which happened in Vietnam, by the way. Oh, I ch- okay. <laughs> I changed my mind about what, what I'm going to tell you. So first of all, people who only have one picture, no, yeah, that's you don't meet yeah. them. Yeah. People who only have pictures of their face, you also no, don't meet yeah, them. Exactly. Um, girls who have photos with like, and this is a more kind of subtle one or mm-hmm. more maybe a more sophisticated filter that I have I guess, I guess for lack of a better word maybe not sophisticated but maybe something people don't think about as much as the other things I said like really bright lighting mm-hmm. so that so that it's like um what's the word for it so like the the details are like blown out what I mean is like if you blast a bright light on somebody and this is actually I, I, it sounds like the way I'm describing it, it sounds like kind of you wouldn't think people do it that much, but they do. And you'll, maybe you'll start noticing it after I describe it to you. When you have like a, a, a bunch of – like a very highly exposed photo where you only see like nostril holes and eyes, but you don't see like the details of the, yeah. the face. It's basically photoshopping the, with, with natural I guess lights. so. I guess so. Kind of. Yeah, but I guess, I guess it's a photo and then you – but I don't know how they do it. It's probably some fucking filter on Snapchat or something like that. And they have the beautified thing yeah, now. The what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And I, and I also have so forget. Okay, so those are the first three things, right? So body shot, 
not blown out exposure and um, not just one photo. But on top of that, I am so fucking like now, now the photos that I'm seeing where I just won't even like bother, no matter how hot or interesting they might sound is like, I'm done. Like I would say a few years ago, it would be hard to find a photo of a girl on an app in New York city that didn't have a fake mustache on girls thought that shit was hilarious. Fake mustaches. Fake mustache. I, I'll fucking. There was a time where I was screenshotting them. I, would, I had a collection of like fifty to hundred girls like a, with fake mustaches. Actual, no, it was no, a it was fake like like, like a drinking from a glass with a mustache on it, or they would color a mustache on their finger and go oh, like I this. Heard about, I heard about it. Like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. shit. So fake mustache is really big, but now it's been replaced by yoga poses. Oh, uh, yoga poses. Okay. Fucking so. yoga. The, the the standing tree on one leg, like yeah. arching your back, doing yoga shit at Machu Picchu. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the big thing now. There's not a single girl. I every girl I know in New York City is either doing yoga no she's either she's either in yoga or studying to be a yoga instructor <laughs> what, there's there's probably if any any yoga class you go to all the girls in it are all being yoga instructors that's what they're doing that's a love yoga yeah anyways where was I going with that yeah. I forgot yeah so that's the, so those are the set rules for who you would um, match or not match yeah or, or like, I know no wonder I'm single no wonder I'm single I'm just too fucking I'm just too jaded man I don't fucking I'm there, it's like there's so many people that are so the same. You I know. know. I love to laugh, yoga. I love to eat. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I love travel. tacos, yeah. travel, yeah. photography. Yeah. So I'm being picky about the kinds of pictures, but in terms of who I'm going to meet, and also anybody that like says God is number one in my life, like shit like that. Yeah. Like people who are obviously really religious. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way I'm going to get along with those people. Yeah. For me, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that could course, be different yeah. for other people. Like if, but you're, if you're religious, for sure. But then, like, yeah. yeah. That's what that's what Christian singles meet is for. That's another website. <laughs> you know they have websites for farmers. What? Like for fucking farmers, like far farmers date farmers or something like that. There's a website for farmers. There's a website for black people. There's a website for Jews. Christian people. Uh, oh, right. I've actually been on that for a while. And, uh, I was J date. J date. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's no bad, show. no good experiences no, from that. Like, not not not, not at all. Jewish girls do not represent. What can I say? Mm-mm. No. Anyway, so lessons, just the photo lessons. I guess, I think so. That and the religious part. And besides that, if they're reasonably attractive and don't sound fucking crazy or spoiled, and even if they do fucking do yoga or what, I don't really give a shit. But if, but if, there, if there's like just one little thing that makes them different mm-hmm. and they're reasonably attractive yeah. and they don't sound like some crazy bitch, I would probably go out and date them I mean, for a date. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Cool. The thing is, man, no matter who I end up going out with, even if I end up really completely disliking the person, there I never like I'm 100% gentlemanly. I always pay for everything. Uh, I'm always on time. I don't keep people waiting. Is paying, and like paying for everything is like a thing here? Absolutely, I think so. Really, I think so. Oh, I mean, wow. I do it. I I I assume that even though <laughs> I assume that even though. Uh, You know, even though women in New York City claim that they want, you know, they claim they want equal rights and uh, they're not not willing to do equal rights when it comes to paying for shit. Like, that's still a guy's job. I don't know. At least the ones that I've... But they've never... Like, I'm always pretty insistent. I don't even give them an opportunity Uh, to. You know, to be fair. I just pay for everything just to keep it simple. I don't mind. I'm going out with people because I can afford to right now. Mm -hmm. And... 
I don't. I don't give a shit about paying for everything. I yeah. do. You know, I do. So, right. um, but even if even if I'm having a bad time with a person, I'm always like respectful, and you know, I ha- I am actually. I feel like in a way I'm kind of like too nice for this place, which sounds funny, but like if I go out with somebody and I don't like them, like I, they will never have any hint of that. Yeah. And then the next time we communicate, I'll be like, oh, I just got back together with my ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It was really fun hanging out with you, but like now I'm back with her again. Yeah. Which saves a lot of, yeah. you know, it makes, it makes it's, it's not her fault. I have nothing bad to say. Like mm-hmm. even if I didn't like some aspect of her personality, I would never say something rude or anything like that. Yeah, you know? yeah that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, uh, like for me, a lot of times, I think a lot of girls don't really... Um, get the amount of rejection that guys are used to have because mm. i think we as guys we always like have to initiate like you know in like more traditional cultures it mm. comes from that but it's like we have to you know hit on girls we have to make the first moves like even on tinder we have to initiate the conversation you know? and a lot of the times some some weeks i'm like you know like i get like ghosted and rejected by whatever amount of people and then for whatever amount of reasons, you know, and then like, I just feel like, you know, like, damn, this was really hard on my self-esteem this yeah, week, you know? Yeah, no was shit. Like, that's why you have to, sw- that's why I have to sign off from that, just to yeah. like, you know, build yourself up again, because it's like, not a pleasant, the thing is, I think part of the situation is that I feel like most guys would pretty much just fuck almost anybody, and girls have, I th- generally speaking, I think, higher standards, so the result of that is that girls have like a ton of dudes, almost yeah. regardless of who they are, I imagine, yeah. have a ton of dudes in their message inbox or whatever. You're just mm-hmm. one out of like, yeah. you know, so maybe you match with like three or four girls today. Well, guess like what? Every each, one yeah. of those girls have got like a hundred messages from a bunch of dudes that are, a lot of them are taller and better looking than you are. Yeah. You know, and in New York City, that's like, I don't know, it's like the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, in in Berlin, it's hope like it's, it's, it's a, a bit what, better, what it is. But... The term from real estate is that it's a it's like it's a, a a buyer's market or is it a seller's market? I don't know. What I'm saying is the inventory of guys is large. Yeah, and I just feel like it's definitely. I've heard from a lot of people. This is not just my theory. Mm-hmm. I've heard gay dudes tell me this. I've heard women tell me this. That New York City is a brutal place to be for a heterosexual single guy. Hmm. Like, if you're gay, you're going to party your ass off here. And if you're, like, a a girl that's, like, coming from anywhere else in the world and you come here, you're gonna just going to go fucking like, bananas. Yeah. Like, guys are going to be all over you for being, like, exotic and you'll just, like, yeah, have a great time for yeah, a while. Yeah, that, that feels like it's kind of true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, Anya, so well, tell us about the story about Vietnam. Well, let me start... At the end, okay, and say that she probably was not a prostitute. Okay, that's probably the best way to start it because this is not so much about where the story ends. Okay, it's about the journey. Um, so I had a lot of Tinder matches in Vietnam, and some of them were obviously just like scams plus I knew people in Vietnam like I went there to visit a friend of mine who lived there and he had some friends so I met his friend group mm-hmm. and they were giving me warnings like before I went on any dates like I had like 
I don't know, 10, 15 dates. Just, I was talking to like 10, 15 people, let's say. And they were like talking to me about all these scams, about how people are oh. going to fucking jump you. They're going to steal your shit. They're going to beat you up or whatever. Like it happens to tourists all the time. Just be careful. You know, have fun, but be careful. Like stuff like that. And they live there. Like this is not traveling people being yeah, paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. These are people who live there and heard stories. So there's this one girl that I was like, oh, she's, she seems interesting. Like the, 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 the banter, like the conversation, the texting yeah. back and forth seemed yeah. like genuine but I'm not used to – I'm an average-looking dude, maybe a little bit better than average maybe. But I'm not used to girls like throwing themselves – like it makes me suspicious. You're right. Yeah. Right? And that's what was like, going, what's on, going on. Right? <laughs> and I was like, why does a girl want to meet me so bad? I don't really get it. So uh, I haven't really thought about this since since it happened very much. So I'm having uh, – let me – plus I'm drinking so it makes it a little <laughs> bit harder to remember. But I just remember that she said – um, I was recommending a place to go to. She was she was at work, and she says, "How about let's go to this restaurant instead?" I was like, "Fuck it, I don't I don't care. We can go to that restaurant." I looked it up, and it was like I don't remember the name of it, but it was like some pretty fancy restaurant in uh, Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City. Mm-hmm. And the way and English is not her first language. She's like a Vietnamese local girl. Mm-hmm. She's pretty attractive, and um, and the way she worded it it sounded like she was you know like the term invite has a certain meaning in other countries right yeah, like yeah. here it doesn't mean what it means other places like if i invite you to dinner that just means i'm inviting you to dinner it doesn't mean i'm paying for your dinner but yeah. in most other places it means like i invite you it means like yeah, I'm, yeah. you're invited and i'm paying for it yeah so she made it sound like she was inviting me to this really expensive place and she was going to pay for it and she's a local vietnamese girl so I was already like, it was weird that she wanted to meet me so bad. And so I was just, I was, I said, I was being paranoid at this point. I was just like, just to clarify, do you mean that you're going to invite me and pay for this? Because you don't need to do that. I can pay for it. It's no big deal. Whatever. I was just clarifying. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. I mean, I'll like, she made it clear that she was going to take me out and pay for it. I was like, all right, this is kind of weird. So I went to the general area. Okay. And then we were supposed to meet like, let's say at seven o'clock or something like that. And then right before we were supposed to meet, and in the whole in the whole time in my mind, I have got I have got like a table in my head, and it's a table with two columns, and one column is like prostitute or not prostitute, or or I will end up dead, I won't end up dead. Like imagine that way, right? I'm making little checks in the different boxes as the as the night goes by. And I'm like, and so I'm like, so, so far I'm in the, this is a scam column. That's one check because I'm already suspicious a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then right before we meet, she was like, um, something happened. I have to go home and I'll see you there later. And already I'm getting more suspicious. Like, yeah. In other words, I'm going to go tell my pimp where I'm meeting you. So when we leave, he can jump out of the alley and fucking club you in the head with something and like take all your shit and your passport or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like already kind of anxious and I'm walking around like why would she suddenly in the last minute before we meet like say okay I have to go home and do something. She said something happened I'll meet you there later like with no details. So I'm I'm in this restaurant eventually waiting for her. Like so I'm walking around like Ho Chi Minh Center for like an hour until she, she told me we can meet like an hour later. So I go to this restaurant and I'm sitting there and 
sure enough, she does eventually show up, but she she comes in and she's she's like she's limping and what? she's bleeding what? and she's wrapped in bandages like around her what? arm and around her leg because she got in a fucking motorcycle accident what? like right after she got off of work. So now I'm thinking, okay, this is fucked up. If I got in a motorcycle accident, whatever date I had, I would yeah. cancel. Like I'll see you when I'm out of the hospital. But no, she just came in. She, she was, showed she up. She was bleeding. Active. She was actively bleeding from her leg, and she came in. She was like bandaged up and bleeding, and she ordered all this shit. And we were eating. I'm like, okay, now I'm fucking suspicious because there's no reason to meet me this badly. I'm here for like another week. Like you know, no reason. Yeah. So like she orders all this food and in my head I'm like, all right, what would I do if I was trying to fuck somebody over right now? I would put drugs in their food or their drink. So I'm – there's like all these dishes of stuff. There's like probably seven or eight or ten dishes of what? different things on the table and I'm only eating what she's eating. Like, 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 like I'm like – Like the gospel. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. And I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that soup looks good. Is it good? And yeah. like I'm obviously clearly neglecting like three or four bowls of food. And, like, I think she's beginning to notice it, you know? And, and when we leave, there's, like, three untouched bowls of food. And, like, I actually psyched myself out so hard that I actually convinced myself about 30 minutes into the meal that I was, like, beginning to feel funny and, like, kind of hallucinating. I'm like, I'm sure this bitch drugged me. I'm sure that I'm going to, like, black out. Maybe she's built up a tolerance and she's eating the poison, too, but she can survive and I'm going to die. She built up a tolerance. Maybe, maybe, maybe she does this all the time. I don't fucking know. Anyways, um, as I said at the beginning of the story, she's probably not a prostitute. <laughs> like she, she just ended up being this kind of weird, kind of quirky, kind of funny, pretty nice local Vietnamese girl, and she really did pay for everything. And when we left, I mean, I was just too fucking freaked out. Like I didn't want to make out with her or anything. I just like felt the whole thing felt weird. And then I just felt obligated to like take her somewhere and get her a drink. So I took her to this rooftop of this really nice hotel. I don't know if she'd ever seen anything. It was like one of the nicest hotels in Ho Chi Minh at the rooftop. And you could just see the whole city from the top. We had a couple of drinks and we talked. And um, and then we parted. But it was just like too weird for me to see her again. Like I just... Okay. Yeah. Like she clearly kind of... Maybe I think I think I have had some people tell me that some Vietnamese girls are just like really desperate to get married to yeah, Westerners. I, I can so see maybe it was that, yeah. and so I felt really guilty about all the other things that I thought. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't change that it was a weird experience. Yeah, and it made me, you know, question everything. And maybe this is like. I don't know, man. I don't mean to play on Jewish stereotypes, but maybe this is my Jewish <laughs> neurotic side. Like, maybe I just shouldn't be dating in Asia. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm just not cut out for fucking dating people in Asia. Because, like, I'm going to think about that kind of shit all the time. But, like, so, yeah. So, throughout the night, I was like, okay, check mark. She's not a prostitute. She's, like, really nice. And, like, she just wanted to take me out. And... But she was bandages. Yeah, that was really yeah. weird. Was like, she limping the entire night? She was limping the whole night. She was living the whole night, and at the end, I paid. I did not hook up with her. I did not invite her over, even though I had my own private room. Mm -hmm. um, I just like paid for her cab to take her back home, and I think, I think I could have gone home with her, but I just was still still yeah. unsure about it at the end of the night. Also, I mean, like if she's 
wounded, you know, it's just not... Yeah, yeah totally. She, she should just rest. You can't you hook know? up with a yeah, that's, girl that's, who's got that's a motorcycle That's not a whole lot of level of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's just... Yeah. All right. Okay. That's, I, think that, that's, I think that hits all the bases of the weird shit that happened that night. And it, and really, it's not... I guess, I guess it's just... Un, but if you just think, overthink it, like I did, then it... Then, you know, my, I think my fears or my concerns were like kind of valid mm-hmm. if you think about it from a certain angle. Yeah, like maybe yeah. I overthought it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like there are people who don't give a. They're, they're just reckless. I'm not a reckless person. Thing, I wouldn't there are have some gone people who into don't, it to begin with, you know? You like wouldn't you, what? I wouldn't have gone into that to begin with because I would be like so freaked out from the, the start, from the get go, you oh, know? From the, you mean from the get go when you saw her come in? No, or from like the stories you, from the people. When the story from the people and like the way you said she was like really enthusiastic, she yeah, was like inviting yeah. you and it's like yeah, it yeah, 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 all yeah, like yeah. suspicious. So it was you know? that plus what my friends were telling me anyways down there. Yeah, but I don't know, man. What are you supposed to do? Like you have to take some calculated risks in exactly. life. You know, like it could have been an awesome date. Yeah, you know, it could. I mean, been. it, it sounded like it was an interesting date. So yeah, yeah, it was. But at the end of the night, I felt like I still felt bad. Oh. Like I felt bad for the thoughts that I had. I felt like I owed her more because she took me out to a really nice dinner and it really yeah. was really good. And I felt bad for wasting the food that I didn't eat that probably didn't have acid or poison in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, man, that's well, crazy. So that's that. That's my most recent. That's literally. You saw my date last night. Yeah. The date that I just described to you was the date that I had just before this one. Oh, okay. so that was like two and a half months ago. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, because I had when I came here, I like deleted all the apps and I didn't have it on my phone for like a few weeks, and then I oh. reinstalled them because I was like, oh, it's time to get back in the game, I guess. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what, what was the what was the weirdest New York date you ever had? You know, there really weren't for me. Like I'm I'm pretty picky, mm-hmm. and so I think I have sort of. I understand how the game works here. So I think I've saved like all the weirdest shit probably happened a long time ago. And I don't really remember it that Mm -hmm. well. I don't really have that many cool New York stories. I mean, the worst thing that usually happens for me here is I end up meeting the person and they look nothing like what their photos are like. They're like, you know, they're like fucking 10 years older or they're a different, actually have, Oh yo, I definitely went on a date. (laughs) I definitely went on a date with a girl who posted photos of not herself what? but somebody that resembles her. And that there is kind of a story to that. So this is not really that weird. It's just like she was caught red-handed, like with blood on her hands. That's how like it was so I was working on my motorcycle outside. It was like the fall kind of like it is now. And this girl lived on an island Governor's Island, which is a little island in between Queens and Manhattan. So it's like, right, if you've seen Spider-Man, yeah. where he's like, you know, with the, with the, the, the cable car is swinging back and forth and he's fighting with the goblin or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that cable car goes to Governor's Island. Okay. So that's where that is. So she lived there. And I was looking at these photos like, eh, she's, she's pretty cute. She's all, I'm not really super into tattoos. This chick's got tattoos all over herself. Specifically, the ones that come into play here, she had tattoos on her on what do you call this the bottom of her forearm like yeah, on her, whatever yeah. you call this area so she had some script like she had like somebody's name or some yeah. shit written here so and that was a f- summer photo so she had almost nothing on and you can see tattoos and but this was in the fall so she was wearing a sweater when I met her mm-hmm. and I came in there I was like 
you either put on like 15 pounds and you kind of don't look like this. Your teeth are different. Like her just, she was just kind of like, I didn't really even notice it at first, but as time went on, as we were sitting there having miso soup at this Japanese restaurant, I was like looking at her while she was talking and I couldn't really follow what she was saying because I was looking at her face. I'm like, I don't think this chick is this, I don't think this is the girl. And so she was telling me about her tattoos. Like she started the conversation about tattoos. Okay. And like she was showing me some that she had. And I was like, well, what do the ones on your forearm mean? Because I think I remember they were in a different language or something. She was like, forearm? I don't have any forearm tattoos. And she pulled down her sweater and there are no tattoos there. Damn. I was like, but your fucking profile pics have photos of you having a tattoo on your forearm. And that was like one of the few times where I was like, and even then I was very delicate with her. Yeah, yeah. This was a person who is clearly like sad and kind of desperate. And I could sense that she was kind of lonely. Like mm. she was, she was kind of heavier than the person, like the person in the photo was like, not petite to begin with. Like she was just like an average build. And this person was a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. So that already made me feel like this person's got some problems. If I'm really rude, it might like fuck up her mind. Like for the next, like it might fuck up her, I don't know, self-worth or something for the next month or something. So I was like, okay, this person is not the person I came on a date with. I was like really nice about it, but I was like, okay, this is not going to work out. I've got to go. I wish you luck. I'm sorry. Whatever. And I got on my motorcycle and rode away. But that was the only that was the only experience in my however many years of New York City dating where it was an obvious and clear case of like false identity. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like falsifying photos. Like being that obviously fake. Like it was absolutely not the person I saw, you know, on OkCupid or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting why people do that because it clearly never worked. Uh, obviously you know? not. I mean, there are people who... I kind of resemble that look better than me, but I'm, why would I do that? Yeah, like, I mean, you, what are you accomplishing, man? I mean, I guess the hope for some people is, okay, I'm going to post this photo of a person that's slightly hotter than me and that'll trick this girl to coming out with me. But then once she meets me and sees what a great guy I am, she's going to fall in love with me and that's yeah. how I'm going to, you know, but I don't know, man, that shit doesn't work. I would never trust that to work. I'm not that cool. I don't think I'm that cool. <laughs> the funny thing is that this question comes up all the time. Like, do you get catfished? And oh, is that what the term for it is? Yeah. Oh. And then that's like, never happened to me. That's the only time that ever happened that I'm aware of, anyways. So apparently, like from all the other podcast participants I had, like all of them had this happen to them. Hmm. Uh, so apparently, for girls, it's like, it happens a lot more, or to, to that the statistics <laughs> of this podcast, for that matter, hmm. to for the ones I asked. But it's really funny because I'm. I mean, I met a lot of people on Tinder, and I think it only happened like halfway once but it's just like a lot of girls you know they get pictures from different angles it's kind of hard to you know kind of make sense right, of how they right. look like in reality yeah. so that happens a lot you know i've i've been accused of and i sometimes feel guilty about being kind of superficial like being attractive is important to me but it's not sufficient. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if somebody is really cool, that's great. But if I'm not physically attracted to them, then yeah. that's not going anywhere. Uh, it's it's just our nature. It's not, it's not pro- more profound to be attracted to someone because of only the things you know about them or the way they are. It's it's the first layer of attraction is the way you look at the way you move is the way you smell and so on. It's like all those 
primarily things that we all have and we need, you know. And I think, like, I met, like, at least a couple of girls that were, like, awesome. They were, like, generally awesome, but I was not attracted to them whatsoever. Could yeah. not, for the life of me, do anything. Which is bad, because I find the trend to be generally the hotter a girl is, the more she relies on her looks and her friend and dating relationships, and their personalities are less developed. Like, I find... Like it's it's fucked up. It's like an inverse. It's like a sliding scale, like an inverse relationship. Like here is like really unattractive, very interesting people, and the hotter they get, like the less interesting and because they don't need to because they don't have to. They don't fucking have to. So they don't have to grit enough to get stuff or to to to, you know. It's like they're just used to dudes kissing their asses like all day long. So why even bother reading a book or fucking having an original thought? Yeah, I mean the same thing happened for guys, you know, the, the good-looking. Guys. Oh, of course. Like, I'm not saying it's know, not. Or they, not but guys, guys have the privilege of having a lot of money as well. If guys have a lot shitload of money, they don't have to look good. There's, there's something. I don't like, know. I think that's a little bit even. I, I'm pretty cynical. I think that might even be more cynical because the thing is, yeah, a girl will be with you and like you might get laid if you have money, but ultimately if you're not an attractive dude with just a bunch of money she's gonna be fucking the pool guy mm-hmm. the guy who yeah. cleans the pools yeah that, that kind of right yeah. Yeah, that's a good like opinion, she'll yeah. be with you like she'll let you buy her shit and yeah, you get to fuck it's once not in a while gonna be true, but know, it's not gonna be yeah. like passionate or anything yeah. like that like yeah, you, you just get access once in a while if you have enough money yeah all right man all right that was that was a good story okay <laughs> thank you for that sure um yeah i'm gonna wrap this up here Anything right, else good. you want to add? No, not really. That pretty much sums it up. I, I feel like I can keep on talking and drinking for another couple hours <laughs> about this topic. But All right, cool. Thank you. No worries.